What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk. I am Jackson, and today, Monday Night Football's on. It is always an exciting way to start your week, because <laughs> we know everybody really does not like Mondays. So, getting a chance to watch some football after your long day at school or work is always refreshing. But I want to kick off by really touching base on the two teams that are playing tonight. We have the Washington football team and Seattle Seahawks. Um, pretty decent matchup. Both teams aren't the greatest. Uh, they both had some issues on offense, defense, you name it. And uh, But Washington football team, let's talk about them for a second. They, they've surprised a lot of people, I think, the last few games. I mean, Taylor Heineke... He was kind of shaky, he was somewhat inconsistent, had somewhat of a turnover problem, but the last two games he has been he's been sharp. You know, I think he's got a lot of got a lot of good attributes uh that a quarterback should have. I mean he's he's got a big arm. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he, he's also very mobile. Um I think the last few games he's thrown four or five touchdown passes, no interceptions, which is really good. His completion percentage is pretty high. I think it's in you know sixty six or higher. Um, but I think the biggest improvement that we've seen from this Washington football team offense is that O-line. That O-line from the beginning of the season until now has improved. It's improved a lot. I mean, what I noticed watching the last two games is that Taylor Heineke actually has time in the pocket where he can go through all his progressions without having to scramble. That's a big, that's a big plus for this Washington football team, definitely. As for their defense, though, I mean... Their defense has got to step up. I mean, last year it was, you know, it was a top three defense. This year, it, I mean, it's it's atrocious. And it doesn't help that Chase Young went down with a season-ending injury. But what I, I don't really have any opinions as to why this is happening. I mean, they have pretty much all the same guys they had last season. And you could say, well, they got a tougher schedule, whatever, you know. That... To me, is an excuse. To me, that that's not a good enough reason as to why this defense isn't producing like they were last season. I think they're just they gotta learn how to step up, especially without Chase Young, who maybe wasn't a guy that got a lot of sacks or whatever for a defensive end, but still he was a big a big plus sign in that defense. But they're gonna have to learn to step up without him. Um, now the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they have been probably the weirdest team I've seen all season long. One of the weirdest teams. And it starts out with the quarterback situation. Russell Wilson. We know he's not the happiest person right now within that organization. Um, I know he's had a lot of objections as to what's going on, possibly in the front office. Most of them, most of that is rumors, so we don't know for sure. But I think we do know that he's not necessarily too fond of what's going on within the organization right now. I mean... What can the Seahawks do to make him happy? I mean, that's a question I want answered. I think a lot of people also want it answered. I mean, it's not getting more weapons. I mean, when he has an he a healthy Chris Carson, which we know Chris Carson is never healthy, but he's got DK Metcalf, he's got Tyler Lockett. I mean, those are two great wide receivers within the league. I mean, those guys are top 15 easily. DK Metcalf is probably top 10. Um, but I think the O-line, I mean... Every single game I've watched since Russ has been back, 
from that finger injury is he just has no time. I mean, this guy's running for his life. Literally, he's running for his life. So I think in order to make him happy, they've got to get better protection up front. Whether that means they take an O-line in, in the draft or trade for one, like you got to figure it out because this is your franchise quarterback on the line. You know what I'm saying? This guy is the reason why you've won in the past. You know what I mean? And when I say he's the reason why they went to those two Super Bowls, no, you forget the Legion of Boom, Marshawn Lynch, you know, guys like that. But your success from 2015 and on, the, the quite a bit of playoff trips that you've had are because of Russ. I mean, that, there's no question there. Russ is a great quarterback. You know, Russell Wilson, with protection, what he needs to be successful is easily a top five quarterback right now. It's not looking like it because he doesn't have what he needs. Now, I know Russell Wilson isn't the guy to come out and start pointing fingers like, oh, you're the reason that this is happening or whatever. No, he's not that type of guy. And I think, though, if they want, if the Seahawks want Russell Wilson to really take, to really stay on this team, honestly, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, because there's other teams around the NFL looking at the fact that Russell Wilson isn't happy with the Seahawks organization. Some people, some teams, some organizations might take a chance on Russell Wilson. They might try to trade for him next season. And I think a possible trade that could at least maybe happen, not for short, New York Giants. We know Daniel Jones isn't getting it done over there. He's had countless opportunities. He's got guys like Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Kadarius Toney, Saquon Barkley, who's now back, and he's not getting it done. So you 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 tend to think like, hey, what if, you know, these teams that maybe aren't having the greatest quarterback success could go after Russell Wilson? And if Seattle doesn't get Russell what he needs and what he wants in order to be successful, I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Wilson is fine with the trade. You know, obviously, when you trade a player, it's not their decision anyway. But, you know, we've seen in the past when players have gotten traded, they maybe objected to it or they didn't like that like that they got traded. I wouldn't be surprised if Russell would I, I wouldn't be surprised if he would if if he's happy with it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just one of those things, you know, Pete Carroll, that front office, GM, they've got to get it figured out. Um there is a Thursday night game on this week. I'm not going to touch base on it on today's episode. I will talk more about the game in both teams uh probably on Wednesday. But uh, I do want to touch base on the Saints. No more Trevor Simeon. Taysom Hill confirmed is QB1. He is just, He's going to be starting against Dallas on Thursday night. Now, we haven't seen Taysom in the last few games because he's he's had some injury problems. We know the the Saints are a, are a mess on offense ever since Jameis Winston went down. Since Jameis Winston went down, I mean, these guys are just they're inconsistent. Trevor Simeon, he's just like, you'd think for a guy that's had some experience within the NFL, that started 10-plus games... You'd think like, yeah, he he'd be a pretty solid replacement for now, you know, temporary replacement. No, I mean this guy is, this guy is not living up to the expectation of what he was brought in for. But I think Taysom Hill can fix that problem. There is some things that I don't necessarily like about Taysom Hill. But let's let's think back to 2020. Drew Brees went down with an injury. Taysom Hill started. I think he started about uh, four games, threw for 900-plus yards, four touchdowns, two picks. But people sit back and like, what, four touchdown passes? Don't forget about his mobility. I mean, I'm not sure how many touchdowns he ran for. I know he ran for quite a bit. But you take 
the passing ability, which I know he has, and mix it with the mobility, I mean, this guy can get you some wins. There's no question about that. I know he's had somewhat of a fumble problem in the past, but um, definitely a better situation that I think the Saints have with Taysom Hill rather than Trevor Simeon. Um, Then again, crazy things can happen. Maybe Taysom Hill won't do that well. I mean, I wish the best for Taysom Hill. I, I kind of like the guy. I think he's a. I think he's a good playmaker. I think he's a good. He's a good rock that weighs down that offense in a good way, you know. Um, but I think that the Saints just have a better chance with Taysom Hill at quarterback rather than, you know, Trevor Simeon. So those are my thoughts on that. Um. I got a question earlier today from one of my friends. Um, it's kind of a basic question, but it's still a question that makes you think a little bit. Who is the most overrated team in the NFL, and why do you think they are overrated? And who is the most underrated team in the NFL, and why do you think that? <laughs> the most overrated team. Call me biased. I don't think I am. I think a lot of people, if you, if you actually sit back and watch this team, you tend to think like, do they really have what it takes? It's the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys. I mean, they are they've they've crushed teams that they were supposed to crush. Don't get me wrong, all right? But tough games, they don't they don't they haven't stood a chance. Okay, that's not necessarily true. The Raiders, they they were they cut it, they they were cutting it close with the Raiders. Other than that, the Chiefs game was a disaster. I mean, their defense played well. That offense, though, Dak Prescott wasn't getting it done. I mean, one in three against the AFC West. The only team from the AFC West they beat was the Chargers. Okay, like other than that, they lost to the they. They got absolutely dismantled by the Broncos. I have to say that's probably the most embarrassing loss that the Dallas Cowboys have had this season. All right, you're the Dallas Cowboys. All right. You came into this season what, four and one, five and one. You're supposed to walk in and beat a team like that. I mean, Broncos don't even have a clear quarterback situation. It looks like you know they're doing decent with Denver uh, with Teddy Bridgewater, but I mean, is he really the greatest? I don't think he is. You're the Dallas Cowboys. You're they're they're overhyped. They're overhyped in my opinion, and I think that's really showing. I mean. If you look at all the big games that they've had, like Tampa Bay, you can make the excuse, oh, it was opening opening night, you know, Dak hasn't played in a long time, he's coming off that injury, you know, nobody's really played together. You can make that excuse, but a team like the Broncos, and, uh, and for what the Raiders were at at the time, I mean, the Raiders were a complete and utter circus at that point. I think the Raiders are a good team. I think they're starting to figure it out now, and I think they can get a playoff spot now. But at the time, I mean, people were kind of thinking like the Raiders lost to the Giants. Like this should be a no-brainer. This should be an easy Dallas win. Nope. I mean, Las Vegas got off to a great start. Dallas was kind of inching back, and then they just they just kind of get it going, you know. And another. Question is, can Dak play good in big games? I think it depends on the circumstance. He has in the past, this year so far, no. Anyway, moving on. Who's the most underrated team in my opinion? Man, that is, that's a tough one. You know, we were just talking about them, the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders. 
No doubt in my mind, it's the Raiders. It's it's a toss-up between the Raiders and 49ers. I'll give my reasons on both of them. The Raiders, uh, they started out great. They kind of went in a slump for a minute, but they started picking it back up. Then the whole mess with John Gruden and Henry Ruggs happened, so and that kind of took them into another slump. Like I said, they lost to the Giants, but they picked it up on Thanksgiving Day. They got it done. All right, Derek Carr, he, he was kind of in a slump a little bit, but he's back up, man. I think, you know, if Derek Carr gets going, that whole team gets going. I mean, he is a leader on that team. Everybody looks up to him. All right, you know, he has faith in his guys. Everybody just kind of levitates towards him. And what he does, that reflects on that whole team. You get a guy like Darren Waller going, that offense is pretty much unstoppable. Get a guy like Josh Jacobs going, offense is unstoppable. Um, Defensively, they've improved as well. I mean, Crosby, uh, Nasib, I think that's how you say his name, uh, Nasib, whatever, (laughs) I mean, they've got the pieces. They just need to learn how to sustain and make it work. And I think they're starting to get that. I think they're starting to get that. So we could potentially see them. Because for me, the AFC West is up in the air. You could say, oh, Kansas City 7-4. and four. They're on a four-game win streak. I don't care. <laughs> you kidding me? This whole division is so wacky. Like, I mean, the Raiders are. The Raiders just won a big game. Uh, Broncos just beat the Chargers. Chargers have beat the Chiefs already this year. They've beat the Raiders. I mean, this whole division is just crazy. Now, going on to the 49ers, they, I don't really like what Kyle Shanahan was doing, you know, messing around with Trey Lance. Do I think he's a future for this team? Absolutely. Um, but Jimmy G plays good when he's healthy. All right. There was a game or two that Jimmy G was healthy and, Kyle Shanahan said, well, we're going to let Trey play, all right? Now, Trey had some big plays. Trey Lance had some big plays, but that I, I just don't know. I mean, personally, I think they should stick with Jimmy for the rest of the season. Let Jimmy, you know, let see where Jimmy takes you, you know? I have a feeling that they're going to make a trade. Uh, they're going to trade Jimmy away and start Trey Lance next season, but, I mean, they win with Jimmy, all right? They win with Jimmy. They're like 26 and 12 or 27 and 12 with Jimmy starting at quarterback. That proves the impact that Jimmy Garoppolo has on that team. All right. Now, I know they've struggled with some injuries other than Jimmy, like George Kittle. But when you got Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk all in one, that offense is unstoppable. All right. That offense is unstoppable. Like, it is, you know what I mean? And when that defense is all in sync, they've had a little bit of, they're like in the middle of the pack this year. Like, you know, they're like an average defense this year. They're like right in the middle of the of the league rankings. But, I mean, when that defense gets going, too, and you got Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, I mean, these guys are unstoppable, too. You know, D Ford, they've got the pieces. And I think if they keep doing what they've been doing the last few games, they could easily make a run for this. You know, they've got a tough division. They still have to play the Rams again. I know the Rams are kind of in a slump right now. But, you know, you never know. That could change. And you got the Cardinals. Cardinals are hot right now, even without Kyler Murray. I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. But, yeah, those are those are the, the takes I have today. I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. Um, I hope everybody has a blessed Monday. hope everybody enjoys the Monday night game tonight. Uh, love all of you. God bless.